0: My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre moments.
1: He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Beltro spirit. Um, as I, I have a bit of the Beltro spirit. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast that was absolutely robbed of an All-Australian selection this year, along with about 30 other players, if you believe the Facebook comments section. I reckon three or four are absolutely justified. This is The Back Pocket. You are, as always, with Jack, and I am, as always, joined by Alistair.
1: Hello. I think we got robbed of a rising star and possibly a game in the first week of finals, but we'll talk about that
0: later. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um... We decided to take last week off partially because I was in Adelaide and also because there was no football. Um, so it was okay to take a week off. Mm. We didn't miss anything. Uh, round 1 of the women's footy was pretty good. Uh, I'd say it was one of the more entertaining rounds of women's footy we've seen. Uh, and we had state grade finals, but no AFL, which is what we talk about.
1: Yeah. So we took the weekend off to literally do nothing.
0: Literally do nothing. Um, I Yeah. I got back from Adelaide on Friday night and I was completely zonked because I had had about Ten hours sleep in the last three days, so I'm kind of glad there was no
1: football on to pay attention to. Mm. Although we ended up watching
0: almost every women's game on the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we'll roll into it. Who was your one vote for round twenty-four? My one vote, and I had
1: to Google his first name because oh. I'm stupid. Bailey Scott from the North Melbourne Kangaroo Football Club. There a
0: few times this year he was close for me. I did the Champion Data Award again this year like I did last mm-hmm. year, and he was in a lot of the categories I was, I was surprised to see. So that was really cool. Um,
1: I think he's had a really good season. I think it's been underappreciated because, obviously, Sheasel's the star factor mm-hmm. back there right now. Um, and, obviously, they're sharing possessions. Like, one week, Sheasel might be the getter. One week, it might be Scott. This week, both of them actually had really good games. Um, and they played incredibly well. Um they killed it, and <laughs> I thought his game was uh, something really good, and I'll roll through the stats because they'll yeah. make you go, oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, 33 disposals, 10 marks, 7 intercept sessions, 588 metres gained, 11 pressure acts and 8 rebound 50s. The only thing that let him down and why he gets a one is because he had 64% disposal Yeah, efficiency.
0: doesn't help. Um, they won by 50 points. North looked quite good. Um, I think it's the best. That, obviously I've had a few wins now this mm. year, but that was the best I've looked. Uh, much like West Coast the week before against the Bulldogs. Uh, um, it was the best job they'd done of of kind of you could see that they had a game plan they were trying to stick to and it worked. Um, and who knows, that's maybe part of actually having Clarko back, who would have been working through that mm. game plan with them pre-season, actually getting to do it with them now. But
1: um, I'm not sure about that, and we'll touch on that later in the agenda. Um, but uh, I think that Gold come Coast... me with the agenda. I <laughs> I think the Gold Coast struggle a bit more away from home. Yes, um, they're really good in Darwin because I think the conditions aren't it's too not dissimilar from cold. the Gold Coast. Um, but
0: when they travel down to Melbourne, they really struggle. It was Tassie as well, I think. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Oh, was it Tassie. Yeah, it makes it even, even worse. <laughs> um, my one Tasmunia's vote was basically. to Harrison Himmelberg, um, who I thought was really good this week. It was a it was a toss up between he and Whitfield for me. Mm, I gave um,
1: many more votes to Himmelberg.
0: Oh, okay, sweet well, um, I gave him four. Uh, the, the problem with me was that. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Anyway,
1: Carlton were only in first uh, gear.
0: Yeah, that, I kind of wrote that. I said it was a toss-up between him and Whitfield, um, but I went back to what this award is about and its defence. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a must-win game for them, which was mm-hmm. dulled a little by it being a dead rubber for Carlton. Yeah. They couldn't move on the ladder at all. But he had twenty-four disposals, like eighty-three, twelve rebounds, and nine intercepts. Uh, four of his five marks were intercepts. Eight pressure racks, eight spoils. I hope. Kingsley has changed his mind on what he said pre season and now is fully in the belief that be a defender. Is just proof. Um there's a whole season. He's had a really good, really good year. Um, and I think that's why I gave him more
1: votes. It was more like a I think we've not maybe given him the credit.
0: Because Sam Taylor's
1: there and it's really hard not he to do. And he's spent a lot of time up forward. Or like half um, games
0: and that kind of thing. So what was where was he for you this week? Four votes for me. Four votes, all right. Fair enough.
1: Um I thought he had a really good game. I think he was the Whitfield was good, but he played middle, so like uh, no votes there, but I thought Himmelberg was really influential, um, despite it being a bit of an odd game where it seemed like one side gave up after quarter time.
0: It was like once the Kerno goals got kicked, mm. Carlton really slowed down. Genuinely, And there were a lot of players, Newman I think spent almost the last quarter on the bench as well, he definitely um, wasn't playing
1: on Toby Green. Yeah, so there was a lot so of players... So maybe they were just saving that. ...were on
0: the bench and, <laughs> and in low gear. We, we saw that last 10 minutes where Weedering, and Walsh Newman and who was the other one out there that was on... Uh, it was like Kemp or someone in there with the big boys. Yeah, I think it was Kemp. Yeah, just on the bench. Um, but yeah, they really made sure to keep those stocks fresh for finals. Like, why wouldn't you if you've got yes. fifth spot locked up? Um, but yeah, I get that. So uh, your two, I
1: guess. My two is to James Sicily. Low on the votes this James week. James Sicily was my five this week. They lost...
0: And they didn't play well, but he
1: was incredible. Like, you'll go through the stats. They're really good.
0: Um, Yeah, so he was my five, so I'll run down to there. Um, Yeah, the big dog back again. Uh, Four less games than a lot on this list, but he's just been so consistent. Mm. Um, He had 25 at 88, seven contested disposals, nine rebounds, 11 intercepts, 12 marks. Three of those were contested, five pressure acts and a spoil for fun, just to throw Mm. that in there. Um, has had an amazing season, and we kind of talked about how much early in the year that we thought captaincy had helped him, and I really think it has. I think yep. that with such a young team around him... Especially defence. Yeah, with such a young team around him, he's kind of realised that he has to be that person. Um, and he was con- obviously he was almost there last year as well, but um, I'm super excited for Hawthorne next year. I think they are really exciting to watch. Yeah, I genuinely think they could push for finals. I agree, if, if everything goes right. If they get a few good players in. Um, much like Adelaide should have been this year if that Keys had had that goal.
1: Sicily were... Oof. Don't bring it up. Um, if Sicily <laughs> hadn't, they pushed Sicily forward for a portion of that game. And if you look at his heat map, he didn't get a single touch forward because he was there for half a quarter. Hawthorne didn't lose, leave their defensive half and they obviously went, oh no, this isn't going to work and put him straight back. Um, so, I don't know, do you lose points for going forward and not getting a touch? No. Or would you lose more points for going forward and kicking a couple of goals? I don't know. <laughs>
0: Doing it badly makes you a good defender. No, he didn't do badly. It's yeah, just know. that it never went there. Like, if you, if you do one of those um, take take a mark and miss it from 10 metres out as a backman, that's bonus points for sure. Or Robbie Fox. Another um, one, them, though. Uh, my two was Jack Sinclair. Um, okay. Who I thought was pretty good in what could have been a much worse loss against hmm. Brisbane. Um, he had 30 disposals at 87, 10 rebounds and five intercepts, eight pressure acts and one spoil, and one his only contested defensive one and one he was involved in for the game. That's what are um, am going to say for the season? <laughs> rightly earned his Australian spot. Uh, and will go very close to, if not, comfortably win their best and fairest this year.
1: I don't know. I think he's got competition.
0: I do as well. Uh, obviously, coaches vote differently as well. So players like Wilkie will do really well. Um, Speaking of Wilkie, uh, my three votes goes
1: to Callum Wilkie. Yeah, he was mention. for playing really well in a game that they should have lost by, by more, so much, more. <laughs> which is basically
0: what you just said. Wilkie was very close for me, so I, I get that. It's
1: the uh, it's the ninety five percent in Brisbane. Um, yeah. Muggy. Not not really good conditions for, you know, good kicking, especially out of the back when they were under pressure. But 95%, 12 intercepts, four rebound 50s, six spoils. Oh, That's not six spoils, six one percenters. I thought he had a really good game. In a game where they should have got flogged. Yes. So, um Props to that defensive like, 50.
0: A big part of it was Wilkie and Sinclair's game hmm. and Brisbane not being able to hit a target inside 50. Yeah, or,
1: or buy a goal.
0: Yeah. Um, my three. three was to Harris Andrews. Um, oh, who was really, really good in that same game. Um, resident brick wall of the AFL, only had the 13 touches, but went at 80%, which was 95% by foot, three rebounds, four intercepts. Won uh, all four of his contested defensive one-on-ones he was involved in in that game um, against Membry. Uh, also had a clearance and a score launch for good measure. Hey, um, why not? And, yeah, three, bound, three rebounds and four intercepts in there too. Yeah, I couldn't find a vote for him. I thought um, that
1: their defence wasn't really troubled on the day. Um, and that's not like you can still mm. be good in a day where you smash it, but I don't know. I the, couldn't find votes. The only thing asleep. that stopped him from
0: getting more votes was that memory did a couple, but none of them were when he was directly on yeah. Andrews.
1: So and memory always pops up for a sneaky goal out of nowhere. I,
0: I miss when he was shit. I mm, loved him when he was me shit Me too. Um, <laughs> so straight on to my, my four. four so Have you done yours? My four was to Tom Stewart. Um, uh, well, he's my five. So. Yeah. Okay. He. Capped off his season with yeah. two huge games in a row. Mm-hmm. I think the recency bias may have got him into the All-Australian team.
1: I'm not too sure because um, these two
0: games wouldn't count. No, you're
1: right. He's probably um, two
0: best games of the season. Yeah, he had 29-86%. In that first three quarters when Geelong were somehow rollicking over the Bulldogs who had a, just about a full team, 29-86, um, six rebounds, 15 intercepts for the week. Mm-hmm. Huge. 14 marks. Three of those were contested and seven were intercepts. Six score involvements and four score launches, which was the most for a defender of the round. Nine pressure acts, three spoils, and three out of three one on ones, uh, which is a pretty awesome game and a dead rubber uh, with a lot of other players rested here. Yeah, it looked like no one else was trying. to
1: (laughs) Oh, well, Smith had a a pretty good game, but.
0: He had no need to try that hard, um, and he did. Uh, I think he and Atkins were the only Geelong players who got votes, uh, and they were very, very good. Um, I think that Geelong would be pretty happy with how that game went and the Bulldogs would probably be pretty disappointed I mm. think, in, in hindsight. So I,
1: um, I think Tom Stewart, ultimately for me, and maybe we'll just touch on this now, ultimately I don't think his spot in the All-Australian team is quite as deserved as a couple of other players in that back line, specifically Harris Andrews. I was going to say, we'll get back to I've um, got
0: a little segment I want to do on that. Well, not long, but we can touch on it now if but, you want.
1: Uh, we'll go back to it. Um, um, I'll just chop off my honourable mentions and yeah. the only one I have here is Stephen May, really. Um, that hasn't been covered. Oh, I've cost so many honourable mentions this oh, week. Stephen May had 500 metres gained. May That's was in not, there for me. That's not what he does.
0: May, well, well you'd be surprised. Uh, when I looked at his stats, he's one of oh, the highest really? defenders metres gained in the comp. Really? Uh, takes kickouts. outs uh, uh, Weedering, uh, Bowie, Buckley, Blakey, Alia, Borlase. Uh, Alia was good. And Hoff were my special mentions for the week. really like that Borlase, don't you? Um, I do. Mm. I do. I think he's good. Um, I think he's good at the little things. Uh, we'll I'm worried about his leg speed. He's not going to get faster. <laughs> um, so looking
1: at that, we've got Sicily wins it. I think Sicily wins based on that. I was trying to do the maths because I couldn't find so a vote for Andrews. So Andrews gets
0: three, uh-huh. which puts him – yeah, Sicily yeah, wins it. Yeah. Um, because of your no vote for Andrews, which makes yeah. sense. Um, and Taylor not playing and Newman having half the game on the bench yeah. stop them from being able to win. Yeah. So, uh, well, it, in a huge anti-climax, James Sicily also wins a back-to-back champion data award <laughs> uh this year by more than last year of
1: three of the four awards we've had they've won three of them.
0: um the <laughs> so i got the top 10 in the champion data award here yeah give um, us the, give us the, the top stats. five or top seven even are all players that are probably top 10 in our votes
1: mm. um
0: so it's sicily andrews weedering moore taylor stewart may eight nine and ten are luke ryan Noah Bolter and Brennan Cox. I think they would get up there on just their weight of numbers alone, right? I think so. Um, but, yeah, well done, James Sicily, for basically winning everything I, this year. I, well, I'm
1: glad he's all Australian.
0: Um, the much. Champion Data Award, it's probably easier for him to win than our award because that's on averages mm. uh, and not – I mean, i I'm calling that because With, I, I did it. But, like, it's on averages, not numbers. Yeah, when, the only one that's on total numbers is the one-on-one percentage. Mm. And you have to have 50 or more I, for eligible. me to put you in there, um, <laughs> and then you get your votes—twenty-five down to I think it's only six for that one. No one gets less, less than that mm. based on your loss percentage. Yeah, I've um,
1: seen your spreadsheet, and I just go no. Nah.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I tried to do can it. You, the, <laughs> can I call you Rain Man? Is that allowed? I days? tried to do it at the airport the other day. Um, my boss was doing his—he's uh, so got a bowls tournament he ran on the weekend because he's the <laughs> treasurer of a bowls club. <laughs> of course he does. Um, so he's got his all his slips out, and he's like doing the um, the brackets mm. for the bowls tournament. And I pulled out my spreadsheet to start working on it at the airport. I did one column and went, "This is way too hard." Yeah. Um. So I've done it since then, but um, yeah. It's I, I know there's probably an easier way to do it, but I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, <laughs> I added meters gained as a value this year as well. Interesting, because um, I think we talked about that enough. Could, you wait, our votes. could you wait?
1: Could you weight meters gained with disposal efficiency? I could. Yeah. I think that might be yeah worth doing.
0: Yeah. I think disposal efficiency is tough. And I, I mm. used it last year and I didn't use it this year.
1: Okay.
0: Purely because um, I think disposal efficiency favours people who take kickouts. True. Because they're usually ch- picking off an easy target, mm. um, which I, just pushes uh, your numbers up. First. Ask you more.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So... Uh, I didn't put that in there. Um, funny enough, I mentioned my boss we went to Adelaide. So he's a Sydney fan. Mm. So we've gone to Adelaide all week after <laughs> Key Skull. And got someone brought up footy, Scott's like, Well Jack did tell me not to talk about this. But <laughs> it should, it should have been wearing a beanie or a scarf. I, I would have. He would have um, And he, he's that kind of person. He loves a bit right. of uh, a bit of shit sticking. I mean we didn't get again, the most I've seen of Adelaide now is a a small shopping center and the cafe attached and to it. And wherever that bowling alley um, is, yeah, that's just in the basement of the hotel we own. So, like, I've been in that. I've been in the property of that hotel.
1: I would like to say it's
0: your your work that owns a hotel. Yeah, us. yeah, sorry. Yeah, imagine if we owned a hotel and we're doing this podcast. And we recorded in this living room instead of in like one of the professional conference rooms in that hotel. Imagine if I wasn't playing bowling instead. We do it because we don't want to live in Adelaide. That's the main. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Um, um,
1: so, very quickly, congratulations to James Sicily um, for yep. winning two awards. And And I do think
0: he had a better year than last year. And who was it? Was it
1: Melbourne that won the defensive?
0: Uh, No, I think St Kilda ended up taking out the crown Uh. this year. Um, After a, obviously, very low scoring game against Brisbane, despite Brisbane winning. Um, Whereas, you know, Carlton had a couple of games in a row there where they had a bit more kicked against them. They were second for a bit. I think they ended up fourth. Yeah, I think so. I updated that ladder today um, Mm. to have a look at it. So, yeah. And Ross Lyon was the person we tried our hardest not to name the award after. Uh Mm. but then his first year back as coach he takes it out. So
1: I was thinking uh actually I don't think I'm allowed to say that on the podcast.
0: Um it was was quite funny because I I, when I was looking at it, I saw some killer one and I was like, I tried so hard because I went, Who has the best defensive record as a coach? Mm. Ross Lyon, okay. Who has the best uh defensive record for like the the period of time, who was the defensive coach of that West Coast team? Shit, it was Ross Lyon. (laughs) Um so uh, you know I guess it's fair that he wins one after maybe me trying so hard not to name it after him. Maybe you should rename it to the to ross the Shield. Yeah, maybe. Um, so you, you kind of went to um, the All-Australian earlier. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump to All-Australian. Uh, Andrews was robbed. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen someone more robbed than I the All-Australian. I the
1: word robbed, but I feel like he was.
0: It's the only time I've truly really seen it. And I
1: even think, I feel
0: like... If you just swap him for Stewart. I know, I know
1: on paper the team would not look quite right with that many tall keys but you can do that these days um and
0: Wilkie's only 191 and Sicily uh, is so that's, mobile that's right you slip you've Wilkie got Sicily Houston sport. Wilkie I think you're fine um and look I do think that Stewart had a good year yeah but like it's nowhere near his standards a good mm-hmm. year and it's definitely an all Australian good year um I, I, but he's got the he's had all Australians before yeah. bias, which they do all the time. We've yeah. seen Buddy win them when he shouldn't have. We've seen Danger win them when he shouldn't we've, have. We've seen Harris Andrews do it. Yeah, so um, I think Moore should have been captain. It's so weird that you would choose Green. I feel like it's a legacy pick, right? It feels like it, but like they expect Moore
1: to be there for a couple more years. Yeah,
0: and Green is what thirty now, thirty one. I don't know, <laughs> um, and, and, and captain, um, which still amazes me. Yeah, there was
1: like six captains or something on the side,
0: wasn't there? Yeah, we, there was a few, especially with if you include the people who are. What do you call them?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: um, Co-captains. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, I would also swap Houston to Newman, but we know how the All-Australian panel mm. picks. So we, we already talked about that. When we, our sides. So we both disposals. said that Houston's getting in ahead of Newman. We, we kind of saw that coming yeah. from way, way off. So that's fine. I think the, the only one that really stood out to me is the um, Andrews and Stewart. Yeah, I'm glad Larky got in. Um, yeah, me too. I was really happy to see him there. I, I would have loved to have seen him ahead of... Walker, Walker because on the bench. Once again, no, I mean hand. like only one of them picked, because once again <laughs> that's a very, very tall forward line. Mm. Uh it, you have one of them on the bench at all times, or you have all three of them playing at the same time. I don't know, I guess
1: you play don't, I know they don't like pick it based Jeremy on Jeremy Cameron roaming the ground and yeah, smashing his head around. I'd like to see
0: um <laughs> I'd love to see them bring in a uh, Postseason All Australian twenty two versus the not picked twenty two game. It would be so interesting because everyone would cheer for the not picked twenty two. Like that would just how Australians. I'm not are. sure
1: about it. Joe Danaher would be on that team.
0: <laughs> You're right. Um, but also, it would have so many midfielders in it. Yeah, There's so many midfielders. In
1: um, it. And I think the defense could hold up because obviously you've got, you've got oh. Harris Andrews, and Andrews you've got and Wiedering Taylor,
0: and Taylor. That's a great backline. That's a great three. Um, That's gonna. Oh, imagine watching ha- Andrews, Taylor, and Wiedering <laughs> on Kerno <laughs> Walker and Larky.
1: Oh. It would be dope. But then on the other end, you've got Joe Danaher and who? Langford? Did Langford make it?
0: No, Langford. I don't know, actually. I, know. I can't remember.
1: I'm sure anyway, he did. We would have heard um, our friends raging about that one. More,
0: more importantly, Sicily, Wilkie, Sinclair Moore, Houston, all very deserving yeah. winners. Uh, and glad they got, a, glad they got blazes. Uh, Houston for the first time, Wilkie for the first time. Mm. No, there was
1: a couple of first-timers. Um, um,
0: Houston's younger than I thought he was uh, this year. I was looking at it. he yeah, because I feel like he's been letting me in down in fantasy forever. <laughs> that he became a never again for me. And then I saw his age, and I went, maybe he was just immature, or maybe he was good at football. But then he was very all over the place. This he's year all over well. the place. Um,
1: um, well, quickly, still on the awards night. The only other thing, yeah. um, Will Ashcroft and Jai Amos. I think they were both
0: really hard done. I right? agree, and I saw people before the event when the AFL website people voted on it. All their journalists. And Amos was third. A lot of people are like, how's Amos third? I was like, he's had like the third best mm-hmm. key forward rising star year ever. Um, it's almost equal to the year that Hogan obviously won extra game play. But it's yep. almost equal to the year where Hogan's weight of numbers meant that he had to win it. Yep. Um. Famously, uh, Savrocca also didn't win it with 30 more goals mm. uh, than Hogan. But it's, it's so weird that people just... I think it's because he's from Frio. People really, just don't care. Frio, but don't he's fear. had a really, really good year. And he's a beautiful kick on goal. He's so good to watch... Um, when he's firing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I do dislike his little walk back and has to set the mark.
1: The players on the mark, yeah. they're already there. But, hey, if you've got a routine, you've got a routine. You can't mess with it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'd like to say on that. Um, Toby Bedford. Uh, robbed. robbed. Uh, they're, they're, well, they're appealing it. <laughs> this is the Robbed this podcast. This is the Robbed podcast. Um, they're appealing it. Thank they're appealing God. It. Thank goodness.
0: I'm glad they can. Um, Why did they wait? Why did the AFL wait this long? Also, wasn't last week... The perfect time to have content. I think they waited until they could have it covered on AFL three hundred and sixty to get more eyes on it. I
1: genuinely and think that's not, what they not did, not to
0: distract from the all Australian Awards night and stuff like that.
1: But maybe so that they could give air to the women's game, yeah, um, which I am all for. Don't that reason,
0: fine, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but I feel like my my thing would be if you wanted to do the women's game in a better time, you could have started it during the bye rounds, and had it finishing now, like the grand final this weekend. I am not going to lie. I
1: enjoyed watching the games of AFLW. Um, however, when there are finals on
0: the yeah, same day... that's exactly what I mean. That's so what takes precedence. Now they're running the bulk of the season. The, it's only a 10-week season, yeah. so we're getting four weeks during finals, mm-hmm. which is going to take all the eyes off it again. Yeah. Um, i I'm I'm sure will go. there will only be
1: two matches of finals. Yeah, but I'll, I will nine. go from watching
0: almost every game last weekend to probably only catching two or three this week. I'll just probably watch my team. Um, so yeah. I think that's rough. Um, it's a bit disappointing. But it's still a better time of year than it has been... Historically, I just think I would like to see them actually get to play the whole season in winter because it's now going to start getting hot again when they start mm. playing and everyone's going to be complaining about things.
1: But I think I, th- and I know it'll be rough because they will have to adjust again, but I think starting it in the mid-season for the men's is yep, the right choice. I think so. During
0: that, even have an actual one week off by and start and, it that you week. You can do them as curtain raisers. Yeah, I agree. And
1: then they can play at places like and Marvel and Adelaide Oval instead but, of always being...
0: But then they'll want to charge for each game and that becomes tricky. But I agree. Um, curtain races makes more sense to me, especially if you have the same teams playing yeah, each other.
1: like maybe even make it so if you have a ticket to your you know, Adelaide mm, you men's home game, you can just rock up for the, the women's game beforehand. And then if,
0: yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it would mean so did the did season it, we, we saw, in a weird they, way. But if they managed to do it, we thought it was going to be more of a drama than it was. If they managed to do it during gather round, mm. where they cleared out a whole stadium and refilled mm. it before the game started, I'm sure you can do it if you really only bought tickets to the women's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be a much better experience. You Just gotta... put a little detonator on their foot and if they don't get out of the fucking grounds, they explode. Sam Newman chases them and only yells in Adelaide about the <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, the only other one I had was the uh, Alex Rant School of Football. Uh, yeah, I thought you would R- talk about R- that. R.I.P. Um, Is that what it was called? No, I don't know what it was called. Oh. Um, it had a silly name. It was basically um, an boys understaffed called... TAFE full of footy boys. Yeah. Where, like, I wouldn't want to be a teacher. If I was in year 11. Oh, look, if I, if I could have gone there...
1: Sure, I'm sure you would have had a great time. Would
0: have been great. I um, um I can only imagine like,
1: they didn't learn much outside of football. Well they didn't stuff. They,
0: they were doing it was basically a TAFE so they had it was like G C S E subjects instead of um, mm. actual coursework. So it was basically like dropping out and going to TAFE. Mm. Same thing, but it was a football TAFE. Alex Rand's
1: producing which the next generation of dumb football. Which courses. in fairness was
0: kind of how I spent my year twelve. Like I got I got it wasn't actually even a certificate. I had the 1A, 1DE uh, sports, I don't even know if they should whatever. use that anymore. Yeah, who knows. Um, but, like, it's not much different to how I treated that, but that was because I dropped out. I just wanted to keep playing football, so I st- <laughs> stayed on part-time. <laughs> um, all right, what else you got for us, ah, I got uh, a few, note-taker?
1: I've got a few more things, a few more topics. First of all, I thought we would settle with the predictions for the first week of
0: finals. Oh, hell yeah.
1: It, nice and easy. This will make Zade happy.
0: <laughs> I had these asked of me recently, and I'll, when we get to it, I'll give, give you my humorous reasoning when I was uh, double checked on it. Um, but who, who are your picks?
1: Oh, well, I was just going I to go won? through it game by game. So Collingwood, Melbourne. Melbourne for me. MCG. I'm backing Melbourne mainly based on their defensive on f- system. On
0: form recently as well for me. Form and
1: defensive system. May and Weaver are think incredible. Pumping
0: Essendon does much for you. John um, did that twice this year and finished 13th. <laughs> uh,
1: Mason Cox is back.
0: And that, that's a Melbourne for me.
1: That's, yeah. If, I can't imagine him doing well in the um. ruck against Grundy. Uh, not Grundy. <laughs>
0: Gone. <on>. I uh, can't <laughs> understand the people who are encouraging them to play Dacos. I wouldn't do it. Uh, no. I don't think it's worth risking when you... That's why you finish top. That's if, why you get the extra game. Yeah,
1: if they lose this, they're going to go up against whoever finished 5th or 8th. Yeah. Or Sydney, who are in good form. And they can bring Nick, Nick Dacos back yeah. in. And it'll be majority Collingwood crowd. Yep. Um, I would do it there. Yep. Um... Second game, Carlton-Sydney. This one's tough.
0: I'm picking Carlton just on... Sydney were really disappointing against Melbourne, and mm. Carlton were allowed to be disappointing against GWS. Yeah. I think it was a very different to watch those two games. Um, so, yeah, just on the last 10 weeks,
1: yeah. Carlton. I think the big factor here is the weather. It's going to be 8 degrees and hailing. Which um, I think
0: would favour Sydney, if anything.
1: I actually um, disagree because yeah, the okay. two... I was reading on the AFL website. They said Carlton strength, score for a midfield, Carlton's weakness, uh, rebound, like okay. turnover. Yeah. Well, uh, Sydney's yes, the other way around. Great at turnover, bad at centre clearance. clearance. And yeah, if okay. it's raining and wet and it's all clearance game, it does favour Carlton. Mm. I still think it's kind of line ball. I think the odds being 150 to 260 is a bit much. I think it's like a good form. But i um, But I'm going my boys, but uh, I'm not confident. <laughs> um, St Kilda GWS. I'm GWS
0: Just. Yeah. Um, once again, I think that their last month has been really, really good. They had one slip-up game, but... Outside of that, they've really been storming home. I
1: think they can um, handle St Kilda's pressure, and I think they'll outrun them.
0: I think their midfield is very good, and I think that we've talked about this already. Where mm. St Kilda's weakness, um, I think they'll be able to match that in there. Yep. I think they have enough around the ground to to hold up everywhere else. King's going to be a huge difference for St Kilda. I mm. think he's meant to be back. So obviously I mean- play.
1: If the weather holds up from Saturday, that one would even be important.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, from Friday. Um, so. But if King's back, then Taylor's back. So I feel like that just yeah balances out again. I mean, again. Buckley's so in really good
1: form. So Buckley's
0: in great form. He's had a really good season.
1: Um. So yeah, I am tipping GWS in what isn't an upset. They're favourites in that game.
0: Yeah, but of It's because it's based it's on betting and people just don't not, rate St Kilda. It's not That's a huge thing. And I, I said, I I said to I was talking to my dad about it the other day, and I was like, um, I will spend my whole season talking about how much I hate St Kilda, while Ross Lyon is there. <laughs> but I will defend to the teeth your right to a home of final. You would, of course you would. But I do too. Um, so. And it was interesting on the radio they were talking about the other day, they said about now is the perfect time to talk about should Geelong get home finals because they're not playing this year. Mm. This is the time to have a rational discussion about it. And almost everyone was like, unless it's a prelim or a grand final, then yes, like they, they should. I think even a prelim, they should. But it's hard because the crowd number really it's outweighs just not enough.
1: it there. I, um, like...
0: But for semi-elimination qualifying, they should get a home final. They earn, you earn that by getting the home spot. And I feel like that for St Kilda too. I think you can move a yeah. prelim to the MCG, but they should be able to play every other game at Marvel.
1: I feel like even... Because they're playing GWS. Is this just an... And I mean, not that it matters much because if GWS lose, they're out. Mm. Is it an excuse to give GWS more exposure at the MCG? Is it uh, just... It's just money. It's just money? It's just uh, money. It's annoying. Um, so yeah, uh, last game, Brisbane wins. That's a loss. Brisbane wins.
0: And i was question on that. <laughs> Uh, Because I said, I said, I think Melbourne. I said, I think Carlton easy. (laughs) I think GWS just. And I think Brisbane easy. And the person I said that to said, why do you think Brisbane easy? I said, ah, because Brisbane good and Port not so good. Mm, That was my my entire justification and the Gabba. Like Brisbane good, Port not so good. Port and Collingwood, who were for most of the season, the two form teams, are probably the two least form teams in the finals right now. Mm -hmm. I think they both have the capacity to turn it around because we've seen their best football this year. But if we're going on the last two months of football, they're the two worst teams in the finals. Um, Yeah, probably. So it's really hard to... Even below St Kilda. Yeah, well, St Kilda's last couple of months has been Mm. surprising to everyone, really good. They had two really close losses to Brisbane, which is because the the fixtures are stupid and they played them both in the last two months. (laughs) Um, And then some really impressive performances along the way that we didn't expect and just dismantled Richmond and Geelong, um, teams that were pushing for finals when St Kilda played them. So... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for um, St Kilda being in better form than those two teams. Mm. Port have looked shaky. And then Collingwood's wins come against a Geelong that people have been beating up for fun in the last couple of months. And an Essendon team who genuinely people have just been beating up for fun. They're statistically a bottom three side yep. for the so, last half of the year. Um, yeah, I, I think it, Melbourne and Brisbane are in the box seat. Uh, Brisbane especially. The, if, if there was ever a year for them to do it, it feels like it's this year. Mm-hmm. Even more so than the year they had it in Brisbane. The only problem is
1: like... Doing your magic ladder predictor, mm. the only problem is Melbourne. Yep. That's that's their big worry. If they play anyone else in the grand final, I think they're in for a, uh, a day out. But Melbourne, that's going to be a tough one.
0: Yeah, I, th- I saw a thing that said, um, since Cola has gone, no non-Victorian team has beaten a Victorian team in the grand final.
1: Cost of living allowance.
0: Yeah. Um, Interesting. So, it, it is something to be looked at, but... The discussion about the grand final being held at the MCG will rage on forever. No, John, don't get a cola. Mm. Uh, really, they should get an anti-cola because it's cheaper to live in Geelong than Melbourne. Like <laughs> yeah, the rent's the like meth's more expensive. It is. So. Yeah, the rent's like a <laughs> yeah, hundred. The, the rent's like a hundred dollars a week less. So like they get a a, a d-cola. Um, All right, moving on from that, <laughs> Brownlow.
1: Who do you reckon? Ah, uh, Butters. Oh, I'm going Bond. I think Butters. Does Butters, Butters loses too many votes to Rosie?
0: I think Bont loses too many games to losses.
1: No. Um, Bont, Bont's going to get those Patrick Cripps threes and losses.
0: I hope so. I, I hope it's Bont because he has been... We talked about this a few weeks ago. He's been the best player. He's in been the best league. player in the comp. He's been best player in the comp for three or four years. Yeah. Um, If he doesn't win it now, it would be really sad to see him go out as one of those players that's just like been Pendlebury. one of the greatest players of all time. Penderbury and Selwood are two great examples. Yeah. Um, McLeod is another one mm. that comes to mind. Some of the greats of all time that just didn't get there. And most of the ones that we have in the same echelon as those players have won one or two. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it would be a shame for a class midfielder to have had such a strong patch of mm-hmm. football and not win one. It'll be wild
1: to see if Bont barely finishes his career with none when players like Fife got two. Fife got two. Yeah. Um, four getting threes in losses, like yeah. when the side was only yeah. doing
0: okay. Um, so what Bont needs is a, like a weird thing on his arm or something. Yeah. Um,
1: He needs some Simpsons tattoos, you reckon?
0: No, no, he's like, the so Fife wore the sleeve that year. Oh. um, Which he joked about was so his nan could pick him out on the TV. So Bont needs something like that.
1: What if we, like, Bont's the first AFL player to just play full pants? Full pants? No shorts, just pants.
0: I don't think the AFL would like that (laughs) um, as an organisation. Because it was a long time ago now. This is bringing up weird footy things I've got in my brain. The AFL got really upset that players were altering their socks. Mm. The players didn't like having their socks pulled up, mm. wanted to keep them down, and they were like, it's really annoying to have a long sock around your ankle. So they were cutting them off at the foot and at the top and then just stitching it back on. And the AFL chucked a Sad about it, and they're like, what difference does it make? Like, you're not enforcing the socks being pulled up. Anyway, um, I don't think they'd like pants. <laughs> I think they get really upset if you wore pants. They banned skins in the end, didn't they? I don't know. Um, I think long
1: skins, yes, but I yeah, definitely yeah. see players...
0: Yeah, I don't think you wear black ones, though. You've got to wear the, the, the flesh-coloured ones.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, a couple more things. Mm. Kiss. Yep. My question is, and I'm fine with it, Boomers will be happy.
0: Yeah, but they're already watching. What? That's what I Who I not Who
1: supports yeah. Kiss? There's
0: always bands that play yeah. a song or two before them. Who like, the fans Joy Kiss? with The Killers was a ph- phenomenal year. Yeah, like, what's the combo? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like what's Fine Art is Murder doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many levels to it to me. Like I, I get I get that they wanna have entertainment. I barely, because it's already the it's gonna be watched anyway. It's the AFL Grand Final. It's the biggest sport in the country. But Put on, if you're going to put on a band, put on a band that people who weren't going to watch the grand final already mm. would like to see. People who want to watch Kiss were already going to watch or just aren't, even though Kiss are on because they're watching a Kiss cover band at their local pub next Thursday. People who want to watch a up-and-coming Aussie band are more likely to tune in. Like, mm. if you get a, a band that's going to cost the same amount as Kiss, but it's far more relevant, even if they're not as big as Kiss. you reckon they got enough money to convince Daniel Johns not to be a dickhead? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that would be a big one. Like, Powderfinger Mm. was huge when they got Powderfinger Mm. back together. Um, I remember Eskimo Joe and uh, The Living End were really good when they came on because they got, while they were still relevant bands. Yeah, I think... If you did The Living End or Eskimo Joe now, it would be the opposite effect.
1: I wonder if they'll be like, we need to improve our market with middle-aged mums. Let's get Pink
0: in. At least Pink would be, like, people would watch Pink, right? Robbie was good last year. That was a really good one. Um, And even though, like, people would put him down as, like, in the older category. He's still an absolute entertainer. Yeah. And still packs out shows Probably everywhere in the world. Entertainment. Um.
1: Yeah. Well done.
0: Um. <laughs> he's a jumper trader. That's what he is. Every time he comes to Australia, he wears a different club's jumper. He's got a Brisbane one, a St. Kilda one, a Carlton one. He's a jumper trader. Pick he's a team.
1: Kiss aren't a t- jumper trader. The
0: ca- all Carlton. <laughs> all Carlton. Oh. Speaking of Kiss and Carlton. Oh. Not Kiss and Carlton. Mm. Um. A co-worker of mine was talking to me today and she said the reason she became a Carlton supporter was because of a couple of friends who live in Perth, were the only people she knew in Perth when she came here, and they were both Carlton fans. Mm. And her first night out was at what is now the Raffles, it used to have a different name, the, the one in like, um, so on we, the river near the city, um, and they saw a Kiss cover band. And she's a massive Carlton nut. And when she saw that Carlton playing finals finally, for like only the second time since she's been following them since she moved to Perth, have Kiss playing at the grand final, she was like, it's an omen. It's an omen, Jack. (laughs) Well, Um, you've been getting my
1: very sarcastic, tongue-in-cheek messages all week. Yeah, so um,
0: Carly, if you're listening, I love it. I love that kind of dumb shit. It's one of Mm. my favourite things in football. I love stupid football omens. The Curse of Norm Smith was my favourite for so long. Um, and mm. I love the people that still hang on to it because they still haven't won a grand final in, at the yeah, MCG. In the MCG. Um, I, I, lo- I love a curse. Uh, the Kennett curse was also great when that was just running for you, years. Of course
1: you'd love the Kennett I curse. I mean, it
0: was funny because Jeff Kennett's a prick.
1: <laughs> um, All right. I'm going to wrap up the show with one last <laughs> oh, segment. Hit
0: me. Not, not physically. I'm sore. Oh,
1: Maybe later. Um, trade roundabout. Oh, Very quick. Where do they end up? What are they worth? Radically.
0: Radaglia goes to Hawthorne for pick 24.
1: 24?
0: Uh, well, it'll be 26 by the time it. And you reckon Hawthorne? Yeah. So... I don't think Port have the capital.
1: What happens to Granger Brass then?
0: He goes to Essendon.
1: What happens to Sir Thatcher?
0: He goes to uh, Port Adelaide.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jade Gresham. Any suitors at all? No, I think he stays. You reckon he stays? Yeah. He'll be on very minimal money there.
0: I don't I don't know if anyone
1: needs a Jade Gresham. Do so you reckon not even a club like North will pick him up to try and...
0: I think it would be more likely... If, if Mackay leaves, they've I think, got money. I think it would be more likely that a club who is close picks him up um, and tries to do it the way that Geelong had Stengel drop into that mm. forward line and become a goal kicker. Um, so I, maybe a Collingwood would be more likely to do it than anyone else. They don't need him. Um, they don't need it either. They, they need a key forward, don't need that not, a, not a small forward. So I, I feel like there's it's not the right market for a Jade Gresham Ooh. to be worth money. No. Nah. Um, um, so quickly, Ben Mackay. Ben Mackay goes. Goes? Has to go. Essendon, you reckon? I think it's best for him and the club, in a way. Do you reckon Sydney might um, snipe him? I, think, Franklin I, think I, ho- I hope they do, for his sake. <laughs> um, Rough. But for both of their sakes. Because I was looking at the Champion Data Award last year and there were mm. so many categories that uh, Paddy McCartan topped uh, or was course. close to the top four for yeah. St Kilda. For Sydney, sorry. And he's been a huge loss for them this year. I think it's been underrated because he did so much grunt work. And if you put a Ben McKay into that side, I think they'd be a lot better team just from yeah. that. So uh, St Kilda is where I hope he goes. Sydney, Sydney,
1: sorry. Uh, lastly, last trade, ridiculous trade, Grundy. What do you reckon?
0: Oh, he's got to go to Port, doesn't he? He has to leave. It's, it's finally destiny fulfilled. It was like 10 years ago when mm-hmm. I was talking about Grundy to Port and then he signed that huge contract at Collingwood, saw out, what, half of it, moved to Melbourne, made barely any games, useless up forward. Um, and I say that kindly because he's a great ruck. Yeah, um, he's, when he, he can kick golf. When Grundy was out, ruck. he was good in the ruck. So when Gorm um, was out... Um, so, yeah. My back to West Coast to finish oh, his I reckon he'll
1: go to Geelong. My to Geelong? Two years. Got the mo, got the lifestyle. I reckon he'll go there and... Do the Segler? Play three games? No, I reckon he'll play more than that. I think Stanley will be in and out. I think Conway will be in and out. I
0: think Conway plays... If he's fit, plays the whole year.
1: I don't think he's ready for that. His six disposals did not... <laughs> did not say that his to him. His hit work
0: and tackling was good, though. Yeah, he, oh, he knew absolutely. where to be. But um, even
1: Shane Neal looked good in the ruck, so...
0: Yeah, but doesn't looked good in the ruck against Darcy Cameron. Uh, been pretty good. Yeah, but it's not Tim English, is it? No. Um, yeah, he looked awful in the ruck against Ron Marshall. <laughs> Everyone does, except for maybe Tim English. Um, all right. Yeah, I've got nothing else for this week. Yeah, I told um, you, I brought the goods. I got everything. You bought the goods. Uh, congratulations again, James Sicily and St Kilda um, for taking out those respective awards, uh, and James Sicily twice. I uh, don't know if we'll do a finals wrap this year. Maybe we will. See how we go. Uh, we didn't last year because uh, the, long, the stuff more weeks happened.
1: that go in between doing the podcast, the less you want to do it. Mm, absolutely, that's yeah. just Especially the truth. When You
0: want to try and recap the whole final series? It's too hard. Uh, yeah. Last year we couldn't do draft week or trade week because I was in New Zealand. This week we might be able to do a draft one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Greg, the podcast mascot, is having a sleep right now, and I am very jealous of him. He's he looks
1: very comfy. so... Um,
0: but thank you so much for tuning in this year. I hope to make some improvements in the off-season to the website and accessibility of this podcast using the time that I would normally use to record, edit, and upload the podcast <laughs> each week. So um, there'll be some silly merch coming out. Um, I'll work on that as well. I, I think that the, the stuff that there is fun and hopefully a few more eyes can land on it too. And we'll work on that. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in this year and we will see you after the footy. Bye.